The following podcast is a Dead Sons Company production. Welcome to the Tainted Hive, uh, our podcast playing Cubicle 7's Imperium Maledictum Scenario Chemical Burn. Guys, how we feel? We have no housekeeping because it's session zero. So how are we feeling? Terrified. Amazing. Fresh slate. Ready to go. <laughs> Giddy. All right. Normally, this would be where we'd have all kinds of updates of what happened last time, social media plugs, merch, etc. But because it's session zero, this is character creation. This is going to be a supplemental piece for people who want to listen to it. We have none of that. So um, for those of you listening, welcome. Enjoy. Hopefully we are as entertaining as we think we are. You can find us at deadsonsco.com and all of our socials are linked there. I refuse to say all of them because I will get out of breath before I'm done. That being said, Guys, here's what we're going to talk about really quick. We're going to talk about what the game Imperium Maledictum means to you. Run through a couple main changes here because we've been playing Warhammer Fantasy Roleplay for the last year. And then from there, we're going to jump right into patron creation and character creation. So first and foremost, uh, within the Tainted Hive, within Imperium Maledictum, the first thing to know is that your role in the Imperium. All of you, very similar to Warhammer Fantasy, are going to be playing as a base level character. You're not a space marine. You're not an inquisitor. You're not a magus of the adeptus or of the uh, adept, the mechanicum. I can't even stumble over that there. And at the end of the day, you are someone who was born into this grim, dark universe of monotony and drudgery and work, and plucked from that by your patron, who we will create to go forth and do their work. So keep in mind that this isn't D&D. It's not even high-level Warhammer Fantasy. Again, you're back at the bottom rung. You guys are not high on the chain, so keep that in mind with your social interactions. Now, with social interactions, that brings us to a new mechanic to Imperial Maledictum compared to Fantasy, which is influence. So you as players will each have influence with major named NPCs. If I introduce you to Brad of the Astra uh, Militarum and he's a colonel and you have a bad relation with him, you can lose permanent standing with him and have negative to your social interactions with him. On the flip side, if you come from certain backgrounds, whether you are a Mechanicus member or a Militarum member, you might have a slightly easier time with some of those same checks with people within your kind of origin area. Okay, cool. So piss everyone off and then see how it lands. Got it. That you I guys can are do. really good at that. It's also with factions as well. It, it is with factions as well. NPCs so the, the easiest thing to think about is because you guys are so low, okay. it'll mostly be with individuals of those factions. Like it's going to be really, I, I say it's going to be really difficult, but it's you four. <laughs> it should be really difficult to actually lose standing with a faction as a whole. Uh, but the way influence works is essentially if you ha- make negative relations and you you impact your influence to a negative manner with three people in a greater overarching organization, your standing with that organization immediately drops. It doesn't wait to the end of session. It just drops. Brad, hold my beer. 
We are going to be tight with chaos by session three. <laughs> just saying. Probably. Let's hope not. All right. So influence, we'll get more into it as we go, but that's the basis. Um, role modifiers and advantage is the third item to chat on. So just like in fantasy role play, roles are going to have challenging, average, easy, hard, etc. difficulties. But now on top of that, you have the impact of advantage and disadvantage, most of which comes from overarching environmental factors outside of your independent control. So keep that in mind. Uh, if I tell you that you're going to roll with advantage, we'll follow the rules for that. It means you can roll and flip-flop. Uh, and if it's disadvantage, vice versa. Now, the good news is with advantage, it's exactly what you would think. You roll twice or you use the advantage rules and you then pick the better of the two. So essentially you can reverse with advantage in this game. You don't roll twice. You reverse the tens and the, and the single digits if it's better for you. Disadvantage. Is it? What's that? I thought it was actually roll twice. I'll double check it, but it says advantage. You can choose to reverse the tens and the units die if it would be more beneficial for you. And with Eric with the first correction, hey, 10 minutes. That's what his, in. Jo that's what his yeah. job is for. He's supposed to. <laughs> and also, if he's right, Judge. that also means the DM screen has a typo already on day one. But uh, disadvantage, you don't have a choice. You have to flip it if it's worse for you. So that's kind of where we are with that. Eric, double check me on that while we keep going. Um, so while he checks the advantage piece, just keep that in mind. We have multiple ways for roles to be impacted now. Combat. There are two items I want to touch on with combat. Number one, this is going to be a theater of the mind presentation. We don't have maps. We don't have, we're not going to use Foundry heavily. Um, the biggest difference between this and other games is they have moved movement into the abstract. GM screen's correct. It is just reverse it. GM screen is actually correct. I love that. Okay, so to, to backtrack really quick, advantage, if it's better for you, you can flip the tens and ones. Disadvantage, if it's worse for you, you have to flip them. Keep that in mind. So combat, they've gone to an abstract of zones. Now, zones are really good. They're short, medium, long. You can have multiple zones per encounter. And basically, I'm going to do my best as the GM to help walk you through what kind of zones you're looking at. In order to not break immersion, I'm not going to walk into it and say, hey, in this combat encounter, you have 10 different zones. But I'll highlight out, you know, there are multiple regions within this map. You recognize that within the this space that you're in this encounter, there are numerous different spaces to move through. We'll try to find a way to verbalize that without breaking immersion. The other big thing is that the environment in this game has a huge impact. There are all kinds of things in the environment that can basically just outright kill you. Again, we'll try to utilize your skills, make sure you guys are aware of that. As it should be, of course. As it should be. So that brings us to the biggest change of this game that I really like. Wounds and death. Now, as you guys kind of saw pre- looking at the rules pre-session, um, there is a difference in how wounds are subtracted. You don't subtract your toughness bonus like you do in Warhammer Fantasy Roleplay. You just subtract armor. Beyond that, you're getting blasted. The other big difference here is that there are numerous critical wounds that are called like trivial or menial. They, they don't have an a injury that needs to then be healed as part of that critical wound. Those do not count towards your maximum critical wounds until death. The critical wounds that count against your total till you die are those that are untreated, which means they have to have a statement in the critical wound that says it has to be treated. Okay? So that's the good news there. The other big difference here is 
in Warhammer Fantasy, when you drop to zero hit points, you fell prone, you did this, you did that. In this game, there's nothing about it that says you fall prone. You still have to make a test to make sure you don't immediately pass out unconscious, however. So that's a difference as well. Okay? Now the two biggest ones, fate and experience. In the rulebook, fate is supposed to refresh every single session. Listeners at home are going to know, we're going to play for about an hour. I am not refreshing 12 fate points every hour of this game, or you will never have to never, excuse me, ration them. So fate will refresh. That sounds basically, great, Brad. I don't see what the issue is. I, I know, For you, it sounds great. <laughs> not for me as the GM. Fate will basically refresh when I tell you. It'll probably be every three to four sessions. We're going to find like a good milestone marker that makes it make sense. Um, but it's not going to be every session again because the session length is just too short. Uh, this game did a really good thing. Fate, fortune, resilience, and resolve from fantasy roleplay are fate. One one resource, two uses. You can use them, at which point they will regenerate when I tell you, or you can burn them. And if you burn them, they're gone permanently. Okay? Now, similarly, experience. I am not going to be giving experience every single session. The reason I'm not going to give experience every single session is, once again, we're playing for an hour. We're going to use the same milestone markers. When you get fate back is most likely when I will grant some experience from the prior sessions, just to try to make it on a cadence of, you know, you're not getting... 50 experience every hour and become overly powerful way too quickly. But I want to be. <laughs> All right, with that, any questions? Beautiful. You guys know the golden rules. Have fun. We'll make this a great time. And then beyond Solve that. Solve problems with piss. Oh, God, do not do that. Do not do that. <laughs> then why'd you invite me? You said the golden rule. I. I why did I say that? You know what? You're right. I did. <laughs> I did. did. I brought that on myself. I brought that on myself. All right. So let's go through, um, if you guys are ready for it, let's go through the creation of a patron. Okay. So I'm going to pull this thing over here and we're going to quickly share. I'm going to share a window with you guys. Boom. Share. Okay. So. Are we doing a slim down patron build or a full on patron uh, We'll build? probably do it semi-slim, but we'll, we'll walk through the steps yeah, as best we can. So what we're going to do is together, collaboratively, we're going to quickly create the patron for you all within this Imperium Maledictum scenario. There is a pre-written patron for the game, and we could use him if we wanted. He's not very well fleshed out yet because we are very early to Chemical Burn, and more so than that, I think it's a good experience for you guys to get a chance to make your patron. So what is a patron? A patron is the high ranking member of one of the factions in the game who's powerful enough to essentially commandeer and run groups of adepts like you. He's powerful or she is powerful enough to have plucked you from your menial existence and said, you work for me now, right? What we're going to do is first and foremost, we're going to go through this step by step. And you need to keep in mind that it needs to be fun. Okay, so the first thing we do is we pick a faction. Now, we can do this via random. So let's have Mike roll me a D100. 88. 88. Oh, uh, Eric, you're going to love this one. Your patron oh, yeah. is from the Inquisition. Oh, no. no. <laughs> you have it memorized? Uh. No, I'm open. I have the page. Oh, open. okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was tripping. 
He is he is our resident tech guy. He probably would have it memorized. So, all right. So the good news, um, your patron has plus two influence with their faction. So we're going to put that right there in the boons, just plus two influence. And if anybody here is typing, it's because I do this digitally. So plus two influence with Inquisition. That's, we're, first of all, fantastic. So we're basically just assholes right out the gate. Yep. <laughs> yep. I love it's, it. You know, being picked up by the Inquisition is pretty darn fitting right off the gate. Now, the next thing we have to decide is what the duty is within your, uh, within the Inquisition. So if we quickly scroll ahead to the Inquisition. So your patron can be an Inquisitor of either the Order Xenos or the Ordo Hereticus. Order Xenos is focused on alien, Xeno species, etc. Ordo Hereticus is more focused on heretics within the Imperium at large. Uh, as your GM, I'm going to recommend Hereticus, but you can go with either. But you as a group have to pick. Who's your patron going to be? Xenos or Hereticus? I would say Hereticus as well, because just knowing what very little we know about the Tainted Hive thing, it's not like they're going to run into any Xenos, so it kind of doesn't seem fitting for me. But Agreed, agreed as okay. well. All right, we'll go with Ordo Hereticus then. So, a member of the Ordo Hereticus, your patron serves the Ordo Hereticus, rooting out heresy in all of its form. Rogue psychers, heretical preachers, and secretive cultists have all met grisly ends at the hands of an Ordo Hereticus Inquisitor. For every traitor they have uncovered, however, a dozen more worm their way ever closer to the heart of the Imperium. Now, the next thing we're going to do is we're going to roll for your boons and liabilities. So I'm just going to go down the list. Eric, roll me a d10, just a single one. Eight. Eight. That means that your patron has the boon of a spy network. So that's a beautiful thing. Yeah, it's always a good thing. Mm -hmm. So every patron begins with a single duty boon, which we have, and resources to help the party, such as limited access to a kill team. Limited access to a kill team of Temptus Scions. Wow. Um, say what now? Brad, can we stop for a second? Yeah. And just say, this is already badass. I'm looking forward to having a fucking kill team. <laughs> you don't, no, you <laughs> don't have a kill team. You have a spy network. You have a spy network. Shh. Um, no, no, no. So, we do. Don't ruin my dreams. Uh, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> so here's, here's how this works, right? Your patron being a member of the Inquisition automatically <clears throat> starts with the duty boon of limitless authority. That is something you're going to have either way. This spy network one, and I'm going to add limitless authority right here real quick. The spy network is a different piece. So for every boon we roll on the table, there's a liability. What I'd like to do is go with three boons, one that you already have plus two rolled, and two liabilities. And that way your patron has a little bit of balance. But what we're going to do is we're going to roll the first liability, and then you guys can say, yes, we want one more boon, or no, we don't. So uh, Alex, you're next on my chart. Roll me a d10. We're, we're not supposed to know the liability, right? Mm, you might know your liability. You might not. Okay. But as we make your as we make your patron, you're helping to create this. So yeah, you'll know. Got it. A uh, seven. A seven. So oh God, your inquisitor boss has the uh, liability of being paranoid. <laughs> well, why wouldn't he? <laughs> fitting. That is yeah. that is pretty fitting. So all right. So here's the options for you. Right. We have essentially taken and made a boon and a liability for each of your patron. Now, you can choose 
I'll say that you can choose to have one more boon if you wish, but you're gonna roll another liability. Or we can put a pin in it here and say, you got Limitless Authority, a spy network, and you're paranoid. Let's go big, guys. Just do it. I agree. Why Why wouldn't we? Because you have boom. another boom. liability. Some of the liabilities boom. are bad. A, a lot of the liabilities. Oh, oh, you you get one. It's, I see. it's like, right. it's like yeah. building a character in RP. Like, <clears throat> you take one, but you get one no matter what you say. Mm. And gotcha. these are random. So, like, keep in mind that, uh, look, just to give you guys an idea of kind of what you're up against in case you roll poorly. Nah, I don't want to know, Brad. I just want to know yeah. that we have another liability and we have All right. another boon. All right. Well, then here's Always what I'm scared. Here's what we're going to have you guys do. So just to double check this and make sure we got this right, you start with a single duty boon. We've already done that. And then for every boon, they have a liability. So for more, for blah, 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 page 29. So here's what we're going to do. Is each paranoid. boon and liability can only be taken once. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to roll a boon die. And if you get a boon you already have, you're still rolling liabilities. Oh. So Justin, you're next. Boon. Only a D10. Come on, Daniel Boon. That is a 79, sir. One D10. Oh, sorry. That's a nine, sir. <laughs> oh, okay. Good good choice, I guess. I don't know if you, you picked that or not, but you well, get Well, I took the singles. I took the singles die that I rolled. Gotcha. That's a good call. All right. So you get the Strategos Extremis. And we'll go over what that is later. And last but not least, that brings us back to Mike. Roll me another D10 for your final by, uh, final liability. I don't think Alex rolled. I did. did I, I rolled the first liability. Oh, you did? Yeah, Alex gave us Paranoid. Uh, six. A six. It's fitting for me. Ooh, nemesis. Oh, God. So your, yeah. your patron is Paranoid <laughs> with a nemesis, but Oof. gives you access to a spy network and a Stratagos Extremis. <clears throat> so what, is, what does nemesis mean? We're going to get to those. So to walk through what each of these means really quickly, okay? Let's talk about the boons first. We have a spy network. Well, let's, let's talk about limited authority, limitless authority. So your patron is an inquisitor empowered with theoretically limitless authority over the other factions of the Imperium. When you use your patron's influence, which by the way, as a little reminder, not a good thing to do, you may choose to use their influence with the Inquisition instead of the target's faction. There's a chance that your target might find this insulting find your patron unimpressive, or even be outright heretical. Ultimately, I decide. The other uh, boons that you gained were Spy Network. Your patron maintains a cohort of insider informants in every Imperial faction. Compromised Makarian vigilance, bribed administratum adepts, or other individuals who engage in espionage on their behalf. If you can make contact with an informant, they may have useful information on the faction's current activities. It's up to the GM if they know anything useful about your current situation, but they should at least be able to point you to someone who does. And lastly, Strategos or Strategos Extremis. Your patron is an expert tactician and strategist and can be called upon to offer advice in dire situations. Once permission, you can attempt to contact your patron for guidance. Your patron may be able to offer some insight on what to do next, likely resulting in your party gaining plus one superiority. Cool. Now let's talk about Damn. the fun ones. Paranoid and Nemesis for the liabilities. So we'll just go in alphabetical order because that's how the book is written. Nemesis, your patron has an arch enemy beyond the factions of the Imperium, a traitorous heretic, horrific daemon, or vile Xenos uh, that wants them dead. This enmity will likely spill over into the party, interrupting both missions and the time between them as they assail both the patron and their sworn followers. 
So essentially, you guys Hell have yeah. a very bad enemy now. And then sounds awesome. Bring it. Awesome. <laughs> Lastly, paranoid. Your patron trusts no one, including you. They doubt your loyalty and might show it by questioning your reports, spying on you, or even dispatching you on missions that mean your certain death. That might be the most Warhammer 40k thing I've ever heard in my life. Fuck yep. yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like perfect. It's, it's very, yeah, it's <laughs> very, very fitting. All right. So the next thing we're going to work through really quickly is um, we need to work through the pay grade, which I'll worry about later, but let's work through the uh, motivation. So patrons' goals and methods vary enormously, but their aspirations can be broken down into broad categories called a motivation. This is, again, easily resolved via a D10 roll. So Mike, you rolled last. Eric, excuse me, roll me a D10, sir. Another, Another eight. eight. Reputation is his motivation or her motivation. So your patron is mostly concerned with building their status in the Imperium. They may require you to undertake acts of heroism to spread the good word of their name or to blacken the name of a rival so that they may ascend in their place. This is this is definitely getting this is metal. We've I mean we've got the right vibe here of everything else there. All right. So, last but not least, we need to roll out for the demeanor. You might have a strong idea of who your patron is, and your game master might know how the role play, how to roleplay them, but choosing a demeanor for your patron helps to solidify these ideas and keep the character consistent. So once again, it's a D10, Alex. Would you do the honors? Oh, don't put this on me. Seven. Seven. Oh, no. Zealous. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I think we might have, quite frankly, the most fitting, most fitting patron. So a zealous patron is loquacious, active, and enthusiastic. They surround themselves with servants and allies, despise idleness, but are known to act rashly. We couldn't get pragmatic. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> All right. So I let you guys know the liabilities for this one, but there's going to be a third liability. And so, Alex, to your point of aren't we not supposed to know the liabilities? Correct. You really shouldn't. But I wanted you to have an idea of how this creation went. And the third um, liability comes because of their limitless authority. So they start with a boon, which means they start with a liability that I decide. Okay. But then now you know two others. And I'm going to say you know those because your patron has a bit of status, has a bit of notice, and is someone who is known and feared throughout this sector for what they do. So I will decide that final liability when I shut off the screen share. But for now, the last thing I'm going to ask is we got to figure out the pay grade. Now, your patron has freed you from a life of monotonous drudgery. And by default, your pay grade starts at standard, which means that Per Terran standard day, they'll allocate you each about 100 solars. That's where that's going to stay to start. Unless there becomes a point where they've gained enough power and they gain enough influence, or if other boons or liabilities step in, that'll change. But for now, off the cuff, you have a standard pay grade. All right? Should we be putting this down Is on that, our character sheet anywhere? No, like, I keep yeah, track of the patron. <laughs> oh, the, hundred, the, the standard pay grade? I'll keep track of that because... Yeah. The patron pays you. Okay. Now, with all of those being said, we've got the boons, we've got the liabilities. I will go back in and create some background and influence on them. I already have a little bit of background ready for a couple different patrons just in case. 
But for now, that's your last look at your patron's sheet. Do we know our patron's name so we could write that on our character That sheet? is something we can uh, we can either decide together or for, you know what, for brevity, here's what we're going to do. We're going to take the name of your patron from the adventure. And so your patron will be named Egidius Halicarn. Come on. I'm not even going to That's, not, that's not a real that's thing. That's some Warhammer yeah. bullshit. I'll put it in chat. I'll put it in the chat so you guys know how to spell it. It's, it's, it's going to be dropped out there so you guys can spell it, okay? Okay. Wow. His name is Hygidius Magbagvlar. Just look at it this way. You're probably not going to call a member of the Inquisition by his first name. What's up, fam? <laughs> exactly. Yo, do dude. we call him my yeah, lord? My, my guy. Your right. liege. This is actually kind of fitting because the original uh, patron for the scenario who is not fully created at this date and time is a member of the Ordo Hereticus. So this kind of worked out perfectly. I mean, it, it is the best. <laughs> All right, so I need to save this so that I have your character's patron ready. But with that, guys, we have a patron. Now... I will work on a little bit of their influence pieces, which the reason why you don't help with that is you don't know your patron's influence. And frankly, you don't know their background because they don't want you to. But that brings us to the real fun, which is now we get to start making your characters. Yeah. Let's go. Saving Halicarn's sheet so I have it. Gangster and awesome. I'm not rocking a name like that. I'm just saying. You don't want to be well, super warhammer. Idiots. You don't want to be actually. Con. Looking at it, it's it's not as bad as it sounded the first time Brad said it. But yeah, it's it's basically spelled. That's that high gothic. It's some mess. high gothic mess. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, I would not have gotten close. Man. <laughs> for uh, for the non warhammer heads, high gothic is the language of the nobles. Just FYI. All yes, right. quite. So here comes the fun, y'all. It is time to start rolling for some characters. Now, how we want to do this is we're going to go across the table. So again, I've got you guys on my screen. I'll call out on what you're going to do. And how I'd like to do it is we're going to go through step-by-step, player-by-player, and we're not going to create each character in full. We're going to go step-by-step so you guys have a second to process and think as we go. Um, nice. How we're going to handle that is we'll go through the same logic of the game, of the, how the book takes it. Characteristics, then origins, factions, your role from your patron. Equipment, don't worry about. You guys can grab it because your starting equipment will be listed. And then adding detail and bringing character to life is going to be kind of a little bit of work around slash post session zero. I don't expect you to have who your character is today. But we're going to go through those first four steps and that way we have characters. So first up on the docket, Mike, you are the first one on my screen. What I'd like you to do is you're going to start rolling your characteristics. Now, Keep in mind that there's a couple different ways to do it. And first and foremost is you're going to roll 2d10 and add 20 for each of the nine characteristics. But make sure you write them down on paper because the first time you do this, if you want the bonus experience, you literally roll them left to right on your sheet. So you're rolling for each stat as you go. And if you like it, you get the bonus experience. If you don't, you want to move them around, you get a little less bonus experience. First step, weapon skill. Yep. So... (laughs) First and foremost, let's go left to right. Roll your right. weapon skill, my friend. <clears throat> 85. 
So two D ten plus twenty, you got an eighty five. Holy cow! Remember that the the two D ten get added. No, together. it's a it's an eight yeah, and a five. That's bad. Yeah, it's a Thirteen. <laughs> So no, 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 no. That sounds great. 85, 85 sounds good. Let's yeah. just go with that. <laughs> 33 is a good rule, too. So. Yeah. Why not, Brad? Why not? You know, because the point of this game <laughs> is to be fun. And if you guys stomp on everything, we ought to just be playing Wrath and Glory. We would have a lot of fun. We would just be playing Wrath and Glory blast. at that point. <laughs> I will say the book actually says at one point, as a normal human, you cannot go above yeah, 60. Yeah, it does. does. All right. Next up, sir. Ballistic skill. All right, five and a seven. So still not bad. That's a thirty-two. Twelve. Still Gives 30. you a thirty-two. That's not bad. All right, BS. Okay. Okay. Next up, you got your strength. All right. So that's an eight. Had to crash down to earth and get up, get below the thirties at some point. A mere mortal. All right. Next up, you got your toughness. Oh, that's a four. Okay. So t- Bitch twenty-four me. for the toughness. Then mm-hmm. we're at. What are we at? Agility. You should be at agility. Yep. That's an eighteen. Dang. Nice. Dang. That's a good roll. Wow. It's about as close to max as you could get off the cuff. All right. Double nines. So yeah. next up, you've got your intelligence. Watch me be dumb. <laughs> two. Dude, no. Did you roll a two? two. I rolled a two. I'm clairvoyant. That's the clip right there. That's the actual clip for social media. I'm so dumb. <laughs> All right. Oh, uh, perception. perception. A six. Okay. Alright. Willpower. It's a twelve. Alright. Not bad. And I recognize this one, Fellowship. Yeah, you better recognize that one. Which one are we on? He's on Fellowship. Final stat. Fellowship. That's a six. All right. So before we move on to the next person, I'd like to ask, do you want to keep them where you rolled them or do you want to move them around? If you keep them where you rolled them, you'll you'll get a higher bonus experience. But, you know, you also recognize. I mean, we're going full random, right? Like that's that's uh, you absolutely idea. can. You can. I'm moving mine around. I almost guarantee <laughs> I'll be moving mine around. I, I mean, I, I, yeah, I will. Do I have to move them around now? If you need to think about it, I can yeah. have the next person roll and you can have time to think about it. But I do want to know your stats before we go to the next step. Do you want me to share all my stats in the intro? No, no, no. We'll, we'll, we'll talk through them so people can people can listen. Okay. Um, so it, it, how about you think uh, about where you want to move them and we'll let, let yeah. Eric roll his stats next. Perfect. All right, Eric. You're leading off, man. Hit us with weapon skill. Eric, hit 40s on everything. Do it. Dare you. Do it. Uh, 16. 36 weapon skills. Not a bad start. Okay. Next up. Ballistic skill. 13. 33. All right. Strength. Oh. <laughs> All right. 24 strength. All right. Next up, you got your toughness. 
17. Oh, dang. Okay. Agility. That's going to be a 17 as well. Intelligence. 13. Perception. Hot dang, Eric. All right, willpower. Fourteen. Oof. And fellowship. Twenty. You rolled a Dude. twenty? You got a forty? Eric just put the max and min-max here for sure. <laughs> Gee. My man. All right. So real quick, uh, Eric, I know you're gonna move around. So before we get to that, just for y'all to keep in mind, your initiative. Now, one thing that is different from Warhammer Fantasy that I should have called out sooner, we don't have an initiative stat. Your initiative is your perception bonus plus your agility bonus. Okay? Or your the total stat is actually your perception plus your agility together. And then tiebreakers are based on reflexes in this, right? The I believe go. that's correct. So, yeah. all right. So, Eric, go ahead and start moving your stuff around. We'll come back to you. Alex, you're next. Okay. Oh, weapon skill. Starting with weapon skill, yes, sir. Uh, that's eleven. Thirty-one's not a bad start. All right. Uh, eleven again. Thirty-one for ballistic skill. Okay. I'm writing it down too. Yep, you should. Uh, damn it, eight. That's not bad. Could be worse. Twenty-eight for strength. Toughness. 19. <laughs> oh, attaboy. That's a good toughness. All right. Nice 39 there. Agility? Uh, 14. All right. You got a 34 agility. Not bad. Intelligence? 17. That's not... All right. Okay. Okay. All right. Perception? 16? Third. You guys are rolling pretty darn good off the cuff, Jesus. all right? Right. Willpower. Oh, <laughs> there's the two. <laughs> Twenty-two willpower. All right, fellowship. Shit. Um, twenty-four. Twenty-four. Okay. Twenty-four. Twenty-four. Okay, so it's now it's actually not bad across the that's board. That's not though. a bad stat block, man. I know um, you I have to keep to it. Full. I committed to full. Yeah, so full range. You're committing to full. Then you, my friend, are going to gain fifty experience. So just mark on your sheet that you're gaining fifty experience off the cuff, and that'll bring us to Justin. Let's stat you out, my man. Start with weapon skill. That'll be a six. Twenty-six weapon skill. Okay. Next up is your ballistic skill. That is a 11. 31, okay. Next up is strength. Eight. 28 strength, all right. Toughness is next. Uh, that is a 15. There you go, there's your, there's your plus 30, all right. Agility is next. Five. <laughs> you know, as I think Eric took all your rolls. Could be. Uh, there's a 16. 16 for intelligence. Okay, 36. Nice. You got perception. Uh, that is a niner. A nine. All right, 29. Willpower. 18. There, oh, that's really good. All right, 38. That's 38 good. willpower. Very nice. 
add your fellowship. And then that is a 12. A 12. All right. So overall, guys, not bad. Not bad. Now, I know a bunch of y'all were moving them around. And so as we move into the second step of your character, which will be origin, um, for, the, for those of you that move them around, and Justin, if you move yours around as well, if you move them and you keep them and you're happy after you reassign them, you're going to gain 25 experience. If you've moved them around and you're still really not happy, you can roll them again and swap them all around, but you gain no bonus experience. Brad, are you ready to hate me? Hate me. Did you just uh, write all those down? <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> Do you want to send them to me real quick? Uh, no, because I, I did not. I'll just write tell him. Really I was gonna say, I was like, dang, he's rolling <laughs> quick. He's taking good notes. All right, you ready? All right, hit me. your weapon skill was twenty six, ballistic skill was thirty one, strength was twenty eight, toughness thirty five, agility twenty five, intelligence is a zero. What thirty six? <laughs> your intelligence is a thirty six. Perception twenty nine. Willpower 38 and Fellowship 32. I expected that out of somebody, but not you. I saw you writing them down. I'm not going to lie. I just started kind of rolling. <laughs> it's like, Fred's got me. I'm you good. motherfucker. Let's trust you, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Alex, you've gained 50 experience because I know you're not moving stats around. Mike, um, I know you are moving them around. Are you happy with your numbers and keeping them just rearranged? I'm happy with my numbers, rearranging them, and I just need to figure where I rearranged this last number because I'm... Take your time. One. As you move them around, you you get 25 experience. Eric, I know you were moving yours around as well. Uh, otherwise, happy? I moved them right, around. So you gain 25 yeah. experience. And then, Justin, are you keeping them or are you moving them? I'm moving them. You're moving them. You're going to gain 25 experience as well. So as you guys do that, uh, Alex, we're going to jump to you because you're keeping your stats and so you're ready for the next step. And then we'll come back to Mike and Justin as they're ready. I'm okay. ready. So Alex, you're first. You're okay. gonna roll now for your origins. So you're gonna roll a D100 and it's gonna tell you what kind of world within the Makarian sector you're from. All right. That is a 18. A feral world. I mean, that's All fitting right. for you. That's fitting for you. Well, the toughness so, makes sense then. It does, it does. So you're gonna get a plus five to toughness and then you can take a plus five to either weapon skill strength or perception so one of those three when i come back to you i want to know which of the three you selected okay okay mike how'd your stats work out talk to me okay um you want me to just read the final go go, go nice and slow left to right yep okay weapon skill is 24 okay ballistic skill stays the same at 32 okay strength is the same at 28 okay. toughness goes to 33 all right Agility goes to 32. All right. Intelligence goes to 38. Okay. Perception stays the same at 26. Right. Willpower goes to 22 because I'm a oh, bitch. Wow. And fellowship goes to 26. Okay. So you left your fellowship to say, or stays, you stays left your at fellowship 26, where it sorry. was. So it looks like you moved your weapon skill to your toughness and your toughness to your weapon skill and then swapped yeah. your agility. From a 38 to a To 32. my intelligence. Your agility should be a 22 then, not a 32. Oh, it's a swap like that. You, you don't, don't move just points. You swap the digits. Oh, I see. Okay, fuck me. Okay. You come back come to back me to then. You. I messed that up. Come back. To, work your way through that. We'll come back to you. So, God Eric, damn it. I'm good, Brad. Okay. You got, you're good with your origin. We'll come back to you. Eric, talk to me about your stats. What'd you move around? So I basically moved them all around. All right. Um, Take me through them left to right. 
Uh, weapon score, uh, 30. Okay. Uh, ballistic score, 36. All right. Strength, 24. Kept that the same, okay. Toughness bonus, uh, 34. Okay. Agility, 33. Okay. Intelligence, 37. I wondered, okay. Perception, 37. Okay. Willpower, 40. Yeah. And Fellowship, 33. Not a bad dump stat with your Fellowship at 33. <laughs> All right. It looks good to me. All right. So then in that case, Eric, let's have you roll your origin, please. I got 51. Hive world. But I don't want to take okay. that one. So if you... I'm going to elect to not do that and take Voidborn for no XP. Oh. Okay. Uh, yeah. So for those of you who haven't yet picked your origin, if you didn't want to go full random like Alex did, you uh, can absolutely not take the 25 XP. Uh, Alex, if you didn't mark down, you got 25 XP for the random origin. Right Justin, are you still moving? I am good, sir. Walk me through them. I will read Walk them off. Through. Weapon skill of 25. Okay. Ballistic skill of 38. Okay. Strength of 28. Okay. Toughness of 32. All right. Agility of 36. Okay. Intelligence 26. All right. Perception 29. Willpower 31. And fellowship of 35. So essentially, it looks like you swapped your ballistic with your willpower right off the cuff. Swapped the I swapped a bunch of swapped stuff. The I just fellowship kept and toughness. Power. Yeah, this looks good. All right, looks good. So that means for you, sir, that your can you do? Go ahead, Mike. No, finish. Uh, finish make him. sure you add your perception, finish. your agility together to find your initiative. Adding my what now? So your initiative is your perception plus your agility, and the initiative bonus is obviously the tens value. I need to double check that. I think you use the whole score. Let's double check. So your initiative, I know it's those two stats. Your initiative is equal to your perception bonus. So your initiative is equal to your perception bonus plus your agility bonus. So just use the tens digits. You don't need the whole thing. Where is that on the character sheet? Uh, yeah, that's all. I would honestly, it's not on the character sheet, which I don't love. Oh, it is. It's on the second page. It's on the second page. Second page. Got it. Thank you. Oh, look at that. Under this beautiful, huge box that tells you where your initiative is. It actually is. tells yeah. you the... Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. And it tells you what... So keep in mind, it's just the bonuses. So um, in your case, so Justin, it looks like yours five. would be a five. Uh, yeah. Eric, you're looking at a six. Seven. Seven. Because my kind origin of bonus is I forgot about it. it is incredibly fitting how well you rolled. Yeah. And I hate you. Yeah. <laughs> Eric, Eric the min max are rolling almost everything above 30. I'm actually super happy with how I rolled. No, you don't say. Yeah, because you don't have a yeah, 22 willpower huh? like me. <laughs> I got a 24 strength. All right, so Eric, you elected for Voidborn, no XP. Just yep. making notes here for myself. Alex, you went full random. I give you plus five perception and plus five um, will. Absolutely, power. and you did plus five to perception plus five will. Yep. All right, Alex, um, talk me through your uh, origin selection quick, and then we'll bounce, bounce back to Justin. I took the plus five. Well, plus five toughness isn't a choice, but then I took Correct. the um, plus five perception. 
Okay, perfect. So toughness went to 44, perception went to 41. Excellent. Justin, what'd you get? Nice. Let's see here. I rolled a 41, so that is a hive world. That is a hive world if you wish to keep it. Otherwise, as Eric did, you can elect to pick your origin for no experience. You know, it's called the Tainted Hive. I think I'm good with a hive world. Hive it is. So you're going to gonna gain plus five to your agility, which that's pretty good considering you swapped stats for that. Uh, and then you're going to choose from Ballistic, Perception, or Fellowship to add five more. I will come back to you on that. Mike, walk me through your stats yes. left to right. Okay. Now that the, now that they're fixed. Web, <laughs> yes. So I only changed four. Okay. So two, really two swaps. Yeah. So weapon skill is now twenty four. Yep. Ballistic skills thirty two. Okay. Strength is twenty eight. Yep. Toughness is now thirty three. Yep. So those were swapped. Good. Agility is now twenty two. Yep. And intelligence is now thirty eight. That was a swap. Okay. And then the rest of the same. Perception 26, willpower 32, fellowship 26. Okay, so your initiative is going to be five off the cuff until we roll your origin. But for now, let's go ahead and because you swapped, you get 25 experience. And then roll okay. me a D100. Let's find out where you're from. We get all the equipment from our um, origin, right? You'll get all okay. the equipment based on the equipment stats for your origin and, and a couple other pieces, I believe. Yes. Thank you, Seth. I am... I rolled a hive world as okay. well. Do you want to keep that or do you want to toss it? I'm, I'm going to keep it. All right, that. so you're going to get plus five to agility, and then you'll add five to either ballistic, perception, or fellowship. I will come back to you on that. Justin, did you decide on what you're adding your second plus five to? Yeah, I'm going for a little more well-balanced. I'm going to go with perception to put that up to a 34. Okay, so that'll bump your perception to 34, which gives you a six initiative now. That's good. All right. Also kind of made sense that he would be able to, I don't know, if he's from a hive world, I feel like he'd be a little more perceptive to deceit and whatnot. I mean, you'd hope so. Like, you'd really hope so. Uh, I mean, he's still alive, along with so him. he is still yeah. alive. <laughs> All right, so that's going to bring us to step three, which is your faction. But before we go to faction, Mike, did you decide on your second plus five yet? Yes, pick? Uh, perception. perception as well. Okay, and that'll also take you up to, no, that'll take you from a four initiative to a five initiative. Ooh. So that's a good thing. Four initiative is really slow, so that's not a bad thing. All right, so faction. Uh, Alex, you've been done the longest. Sure. Go ahead and roll me a D100 based upon your world of a feral world, and let's see what you get for your faction. Uh, 95. No! Or wait, no, maybe I'm... I looked at the wrong thing. <laughs> you are an infractionist. Ah, that's that's worse than what I thought it was. Damn it. Which means you are anti-Imperium. You served in gangs or cults and were against the authorities for a long period of time. No, dude. And we're working for an Inquisitor? Like, so here's, <laughs> let, Let's logic this really quick. That's okay. It doesn't mean you worked for chaos. It just means you worked for an agency that was not part of the government. Okay. And also, you worked for it in the past. Doesn't mean you still yep. work for it. That's so, fair. That's fair. Often, often infractionists are people who, especially from like a hive world or in your case, a feral world, they're people who feel downtrodden and not seen by the Imperium. So it might have just been the way that you made ends meet. Honestly, like, well, and also being from the feral world, like, I guess it's not as bad. It, I don't know. It makes it a little more. But when I was looking at these, like, this is the one I didn't want the most. <laughs> but that's okay. 
That's fair. I mean, honestly, when you rolled it and you told me the number, I thought you were going to get Inquisition. I got excited for you. Yeah, that's what I thought it was, too. So, I mean, you could just sell your soul and not roll completely random like you committed to. No, I, I you know, I've said it like four <laughs> times now. I kind of have to do it. So it's been more than four, but sure. All right. <laughs> so a couple, couple things are happening here. We're going to we're going to roll your duty immediately. And okay. that will also then help you, because what's going to happen is if you look at page 68 of the rulebook, that's the infractionist benefits. You're going to gain pl another plus five to agility. And plus five to toughness, perception, or fellowship. I'm sorry, that's not it. That's not another. That's already been happened because of no. Actually, that's for being an infractionist. That's not from your world. Oh, dude, to, I get another plus five toughness if I want to Ooh. agility, and then either toughness, yep. perception, or fellowship. Yep. You can. You're going to gain five advances that you can spend on the skills listed. You gain the talent well prepared. You gain an influence with infractionists. You get the equipment listed. Hey, hey! what was my agility? I erased it and didn't look at it correctly. Zero. It's 34, right? It was okay. 34. I take notes. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> good. There's a reason why I have a notebook with all of your guys' numbers. Especially with us. <laughs> Ne'er-do-wells. All right. So your agility was 34. And so, Alex, what I want you to do is look at these infractionist benefits. I'm going to come back to you. But before we do that... What I also want to quickly walk you through is the duties. Okay. So if you don't want to pick the benefits out of that box, you can pick a duty immediately. So if you look on page nine, uh, 69, rather than picking from the options in the faction benefit box, you can choose one of the following duties to quickly create your character. They're just groupings of the things that you yeah, can exactly. I think I think I'm going to take the time and select while they're doing their thing. Then. Perfect. So I just wanted to highlight that. And then what you can do then is you may not have a duty to list on your character sheet at that point, but that's okay. All right? Okay. Moving on. You've got your faction. Eric, you were the next ready. Go ahead. And I know where we're going with this, so roll All it right. away. Well, that's a 23, so... I'll... Oh, shit, that actually... <laughs> Did you just roll what you wanted? Shit. Yes! yes it is. <laughs> All right, gain 75 experience. And get exactly what I knew you were going to make. <laughs> so for those at home who cannot see the book, he rolled the Adeptus Astra Telepathica. I have known that Eric was going to play that character from the get-go. Um, he was he was kind of doing exactly what everybody should do, which is if you know what you want, roll the die and see if you get it first. So uh, Eric, you've got that sorted. You Obviously, I know you know the rule book, but for your character, you're going to be looking at... The Adeptus Astra Telepathica. So that would be starting on page 58 and 59. Um, you've got all your benefits listed there just to quickly highlight them for those at home. You'll get a chance to get plus five willpower and plus five to either intelligence, perception, or toughness. Five advances to spend on awareness, discipline, intuition, linguistics, navigation, or psychic mastery. A little bit of influence with the Telepathica. Um, the Psyker and, and Sanction Psyker talents, the blank talent, etc and the weapons. So we'll come back to you for what you select unless you choose a duty shortly. Okay. Mike, being yeah. from a hive world, let's see what you get. What's your faction? Ninety-eight. Inquisition, right off the cuff. That's Ooh, a, nice. it's a so great roll. So if you choose to keep that, and Alex, I, I didn't tell you this, make sure you took your 75 experience for going full random. But Mike, if you choose to keep it, 
You're going to be looking for stats on the Inquisition. You can find those in the rulebook on pages 70 and 71. Benefits to the Inquisition include plus five perception with plus five to toughness, intelligence, or willpower. Advances on awareness, discipline, intuition, logic, lore, and presence. The talent ever vigilant, influence with the Inquisition, and some decent armor right off the cuff. So if that's what you want to keep, just let me know. I don't think, I don't know. I'm kind of sold on my I tell you what, think on it. Let me have Justin roll his origin. I'll come back to you. How's that? I'm not, I'm sorry, not origin. Faction. Faction. Faction time. Coming in hot. Hive world. What do you got? All right. Let's hope for the best here because I'd like that 75 experience if I can get it. Uh, That is a 30. Adeptus Mechanicus. Mm. I'll hail the Omnissiah. I don't know if I want to hail the Omnissiah. Okay, that's all right. So if you want to keep it, it'll be 75 experience. And if not, you can select your faction. I'm going to select, but I'm not sure which one I want yet. So we'll come back to you. Just give me a minute. Alex, talk to me about your logic so far. Where are we at and how you uh, do it? So uh, I'm just going through what I got here. I took two advances in fortitude, two, uh, one advance in reflexes, two advances in stealth. Nice. I've got influence with the infractionist, which is probably going to come in handy, honestly. Absolutely. Um, Well-prepared talent. I'm putting in my equipment right now. Okay. I got a roll for solars. Says I got five d10 solars. Let's so. go ahead. Let's go ahead and let's roll that right now. Just right. so we know how much cash you have. Two d10. That's three. Ugh. Uh, ten. Okay. Uh, thirteen. Thirteen solars to start. All right. Not great on five. Wait, d10, wait, 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 wait. Three plus ten, thirteen. No, it's it's sixteen. But still, Six. that's not good. It's not great, but hey, it's hard. <laughs> Math is hard. All right. Um, so you're going to start with 16 solars. Now, looking back at your benefits, you got the plus five agility. And then I assume based on your language, you were going to take that plus five to toughness. Is that accurate? Um, yes, I took the plus five to toughness. And I think I'm going to take this stub pistol, heavy leather, and then I gain a mundane weapon and a common tool of my choice. So, with both of which have the shoddy and ugly flaws. Yep. All right. Well, I'll come back to you on that. We'll come back to those. That's all right. So here's the one thing I want to highlight is, did you look at, have you had a chance to look at the well-prepared talent yet? No. Here's how it works. You're going to love this one. You're used to anticipating the material needs needed to complete a mission. Mm-hmm. Once per mission, not session, mission, you can find a piece of equipment you need in your backpack, pockets, or slings. It could be something, uh, and it, it has to be encumbrance zero, so it has to be like a kind of a small item. But it could be anything that you could have feasibly acquired recently, which could be a set of photo visors that you need to see in the dark and explore a crypt. It could be a combi tool so that you can get into a lock or a cogitator. Essentially, it's one of those things where if you need something small that you could have had in a pocket, and it's something you guys need in your mission to move forward, you can just look at me and say, I'm well prepared. I have yeah. it. So the talent does exactly what it sounds like it does. You basically pull a rabbit Perfect. out of a hat whenever you tell me. Awesome. So when you use the, here's the one, here's the caveat. You got to know this. When you use the talent, you have to deduct the cost of the prepared item from your solars. So it's not just magic. You do pay for it, but it is magic in the sense of you can tell me, oh, we need a combination tool. I got one. And you just pay the cost of it. 
Mm-hmm. All right. Eric, the most prepared of everyone. I know you had your character planned out. What do we got? Talk to me. I'm doing the plus five willpower and plus five okay. perception. And I'm taking uh, one talent in, or one advance in awareness, one in discipline, one in intuition, and two in psychic Excellent. mastery. And then since we have an Inquisitor in the party, I'm going to just leave my plus one influence with the... Well, you, we don't know that you do, because I think Mike was going to change that. But, so feel free to move that if he if he oh, gives it. Okay. If he doesn't do inqu- the Inquisition, I'm going I to... I am not doing So you don't have an Inquisition. You're not... Then I'm going to do plus one influence into the Inquisition because I can, you can change, change it, it based on telepathica. Yeah. At the GM's discretion, you may instead have plus one influence. I'm going to let you. I think it's hilarious. So, okay. Um, and then what did you decide? I'm assuming I know that you went Psyker, yeah? Not blank? Oh, yes. I did Sanction Psyker and okay. Psyker. Uh, and you start with the, the Mono Edge weapon modification, the knife, uh, and 500 solars. So you are far richer than Alex. I'm, also I'm a feral world guy it. anyway. It makes sense. It's, it's very true. It does make sense. All right, uh, Mike, we're going to come back to you. You elected not to take the Inquisition. What did you go with, my friend? Astra Militar. Ah, there we go. And and I'm going the Trooper because he gets an E-Tool and you can't commit a war crime without one. <laughs> so. All right, so you, you just elected to go straight down the cuff of the Astra Militarum duty of the trooper. Okay, yep. perfect. So for those at home, uh, if you don't have the book in front of you, it's on page 65. What it means is that he starts with plus five toughness, plus five ballistic skill, one advance in athletics, two in discipline, two in ranged, and gets a las gun and the aptly called E-tool, which is an entrenching tool. Which brings us back. Where, where do we put our duty? Uh, you don't need to. Duty the duty the duty is uh, not a field you actually fill in. Okay. It just gives you... All right. It's to Eric's point. It's that little pre-gen of like, yeah, this is good for me. It's if you wanted to go through character creation faster, you could just grab what and it's basically a yeah. bucket of them. All Pre, pre-made yeah, silos. Yeah. yeah. All right, Justin, coming back to you. Last but not least, I have opted to go with the Imperial Fleet. Oh, ho, 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 ho. the Navy. Sweet. Okay. All right. In the Navy. Now, did you pick a duty or did you go manually? I'm going manual. All right. Have you finished your allocations? I have not, but I've added the five agility, and I chose to go plus another five into my perception. Fair. That's a good. That's a good choice. And then I get the void legs talent, regardless of what I do. Yep. I'll get one influence with the Navis Imperial Imperialis, and then I'm going to take a Lay's pistol, and I'm going to have to come back to you on the other two choices for equipment. Yeah, it's all good. I'm going to I'm just going to help you in advance of anyone ever listening to this who's a 40k head. I don't think I've ever heard it called a laser pistol. Which is weird because it is a laser, but everybody calls it, it a last pistol. You're a laser pistol. <laughs> it goes right up with your Goes right up with your commentary about Warhammer words not making sense. Yeah. Makes no Although sense. then again, laser? I don't know the blaze pistol. The Brits might call it a laser pistol. I don't, I've never heard it called that. Though. Do they call it a laser too? No, it's definitely <laughs> called a laser. <laughs> oh, okay. Laser. Laser. Forty thousand years in the future. Freaking lasers. Pronunciation changed. <laughs> uh, yeah, definitely take your time deciding on either the void suit or the flak vest and uh, mag boots. I will say, as your GM, I would probably recommend you don't take a void suit because you're. 
probably not going to be in space a lot in this short campaign, and that's what a void suit is for. But okay, you know, if you want to flex that your navy, yeah, you just get a void suit. All right. So that brings us through to step four, which then brings us to the final parts of this, guys. We've done the roles, we've done the factions, we've done the characteristics, the origins. You've all started to grab your equipment because of that. Last but not least is going to be details, which will be your names, appearances, and the short-term and long-term goals. Now, we don't have to have our short and long-term goals today. You're skipping some We're stuff. Done. We didn't do roles yet. Oh my gosh, we didn't do roles. We did duties. I apologize. You are correct. And we also didn't do the random talents if we're doing them. That's actually, that's a good call out because I forgot I said we would do the random talents. That's always why Eric's here. He always catches me on that. All right, (laughs) let's go with, um, let's go real quick. Let's go with the roles of the patron. So the role is how you are viewed by your patron. How, what he kind of fit you into for your space within him. And what we're going to do with that is it's essentially how you're most likely to approach a challenge. You can do one of two things here, guys. You can go through each individually and pick your role to gain its benefits. Or you can let me, as a patron, assign your role and gain the benefits that come from it and gain 50 experience. Well, you know what I'm doing. You're picking. No. I know. It's, it's random. <laughs> it's it's random. All right. So first and foremost. mind you. I'm just going to let you pick mine. Patrons picking Justin and Alex. Okay. Eric, I know. Hey, Brad, fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Eric, what did you pick for yourself? Mystic. (laughs) Am I surprised? No. So, all right, so for those at home, let's, let's talk about these really quick. So Eric has selected to be the mystic. The mystic is seen as the individual who, um, essentially it's perfectly fitting for a psyker. They have psychic power or insight and they are kind of seen as the bridge to the warp. They're seen as being able to uh, not only touch upon the warp itself, but then utilize its power in real space to make differences. So uh, Eric, I mean, obviously fitting. Yeah, that makes sense. Let's quickly run through the, the few roles that exist just so you guys are aware of what you could get, and then I'll tell you what you're all getting, okay? The first one is the interlocutor. 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 Is it Loke? Interlocutor. Is it, Loke? it is. Okay, interlocutor. It's if it's Laz, it's Loke. That's Loke, fair. Dude. That's fair. All right, the interlocutor. So interlocutors <laughs> prefer to solve their problems with words and not weapons. Um, they are often found to be in positions of social power, assisting those, whether it's within, you know, different political halls or working within like the upper echelons of a criminal uh, underworld. Now, what they can do is they use, uh, it's your charismatic fellowship kind of character. It's the person who really you think is going to lean into that and make a difference there. Um, That's the interlocutor. The mystic we've kind of covered, it's the psyker, it's those folks. Uh, You then have the penumbras. Penumbras are assassins, thieves, spies, covert operatives, and sleeper agents. You then also have the savant, which are the experts and the scholars in the broad range of fields, uh, but they often specialize into, excuse me, one area. You have the warrior. That's pretty self-explanatory. Imperial guardsman, weapons in hand. And then you have the zealot. So a zealot is not known by what they do, but how they do it. Whatever approach a zealot takes to a problem, they commit fully. 
essentially they go absolutely nuts. Uh, so your patron is going to decide for Justin and Alex. Mike, how would you like to approach this? Do you want to select or do you want to be selected? I'm going to select. Okay. Mike, what are you picking? Savant. Oh, if you would let me pick, I was going to pick that for you. Oh, well, do that then. Nope. Too late. You already picked. <laughs> zero XP for you, sir. So Eric and Mike are getting zero XP. Alex and Justin, your patron, knowing that there is a savant and a mystic in the group, is going to select the following. Oh. Let's take a peek here really quick and see what we have. All right, Alex. Yeah. Coming from a feral world and considering you are an infractionist with a little bit of experience in stealthing, you're mm. Penumbra. 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 So you're on page 77. You'll gain a couple of talents, some skill advances, and a couple of specializations that you can spend. We'll come back to oh. as to what you want to spend those on. Mike. Plot twist, the P is silent. <laughs> An enumbra? Yeah, I don't think so. If there's an, if there, uh, yeah. Also, it's, it's not, it's not numb. It's noom. It's enumbra. Enumbra. All right. So, uh, Alex, you're going to be a numbra, uh, be a penumbra. Mike, you selected savant. I want you to go ahead. If you haven't done so, do your roll benefits so we can come back and find out what you picked. Eric, I can see you working away at it. Justin, as a member of the Imperial Navy, the Navis Imperialis, uh, there's a couple different roles you could fill. You could technically fill a warrior role. You could, but you're not going to. You are going to be filling the role of... It'd be really funny to make you a zealot, but you're going to be an interlocutor. <laughs> Sweet. Okay. So Mike went Savant, Interlocutor for Justin, Eric is obviously the Mystic, and Alex got the Penumbra. All right, so here's what we're gonna do, guys. We're gonna quickly run through the advances and the benefits you've taken from this, just so we have it on record. So when anybody wants to come back and find out how did we make these characters, we have it. Uh, and then what we're gonna do is we'll, after we run through that, we will very quickly roll out the random talents and then put a pin in session zero and let you guys kind of flesh out the last of it. The other thing I want you all to be thinking about is a name. I would love to hear your names before we leave. And by session one, we'll go through kind of what your short-term ambitions might be. Uh, so, cool. I'm going to roll all of that out of the book as well. Okay. So, in the spirit. In the spirit. You know what? I love it. You've committed to the bit. We can even do that in session zero since you're going straight out of the book. All right. So first and foremost, our mystic. Talk to me about what you've selected, my friend. All right. So going down this list, I took my uh, I took two talents of uh, forbidden knowledge. I took okay. them twice. Um, and then I'm taking um, my three advances going on, one going to awareness, one going into discipline, one going into lore. All right. My specializations with my Forbidden Knowledge Talents, I'm doing Linguistics yep. Forbidden. And I wondered forbidden. if that's the route you're going. Okay. All right. And then you got your staff listed out, or I'm sorry, your equipment listed out, including a staff. So got a little bit of equipment there. I still need to 
Still need to pick my psychic power, psychic powers. Yeah, and stuff. yeah. What well, we don't need the psychic powers today. Let's go ahead and while I've got you, let's have you, if you don't mind, roll me that D one hundred. Let's find out what your secret hidden random talent is. Eighty six. You get the unremarkable talent. What does that mean? I don't know this one. That's one I have not memorized. Basically, I can just like oh blend my in God. as like a nobody. <laughs> How does that work as a psyker? It's really handy. It's a a really, really handy as a psyker. All right. (laughs) Even on the rolls, you're min-maxing. All right. So unremarkable it shall be. Um, Justin, let's jump to you quick. Have you uh, started to walk through what you have as the interlocutor and what you'd like to take? Obviously Uh, not the interlocutor. Okay. I have my Imperial fleet stuff sorted, I think. I just have one question. Uh, so I don't have to look it up here. Sure. What's the difference between a laser cutter <laughs> and photo binders? God damn it. So a laser cutter is a, it's exactly what you think it is. It's a laser beam cutting tool that's meant to cut through bulkheads and other items. Um, the photo visors are, they're, they're glasses that assist with vision. We need to look up the actual mechanics of them because I don't know it off the top of my head. I can look it up quick. It's not that big a deal. I just wondered if somebody already knew. I don't know what the photo visors do off the top of my head because quite frankly, I didn't expect to be answering that question at session zero, but it's real easy to check. Um, let's quickly see. Well, if you're looking it up anyway, I'll let you do it. Yeah. But I'm going to go with the flak vest and mag boots, not the void suit. That makes the most sense, I think. All right. And then for my, my skills, do you want to know where I put those? I do, yes, please. Yeah. We'd love to know where those went. Okay. So for the Imperial Fleet skills, I put one in awareness. Okay. One in navigation, one in piloting, All right. and two in reflexes. Excellent. All right, so there's melee weapons. We've got ranged weapons. Let's just quickly see. The, the photo visors might literally just be something that just you have it. Takes a picture, maybe? I don't know. I don't know. Dude, I get a sniper rifle. What? I get a sniper rifle? <laughs> what? All right, so photo do you, visors. Do you know what you gave me? Photo visors. <laughs> Worn either as covering one or both eyes or directly on the cornea where they might be less obvious. The devices amplify ambient light to a degree similar to normal illumination. While wearing photo visors or photo contacts, you ignore penalties from zones with the poorly lit and dark environmental traits and gain advantage on tests to resist effects that cause blinded. So you can cut. I'm going to go with that. I figured you might. Okay. Uh, yeah, penumbras are cool, man. I guess. Long Laz is a uh, is a type of sniper rifle as well, just so you know. Yeah, it's not as powerful. So No, it's not. It's not. All right. So uh, you've got your Navy pieces sorted out, Justin. Let's jump over to Mike with our Savant. Have you started making your selections for your roll benefits, my friend? I have. So... Talk to me. Um, my role benefit, my two talents I'm choosing is, hang on, let me pull up the pronunciation of this abortion of a word. (laughs) I am choosing the talent Kyrugen, which is the, uh, old English surgeon word. Yeah. Medic. Yeah. And then, uh, data delver. Okay. So Kyrugen and data delver. Nice. Are we doing the random talents yet, or are we waiting? We will. I want you to start working through your 
benefits because your random talent, if you roll one you already have, you can pick a different one that you meet the criteria for from the table. And then for my Got three it. skill advances, I'm taking two advances in Medicaid. Okay. And one in tech. Nice. All right. Um, and then for my specialization. Yeah. Um, for sure, one in human Medicaid. Okay. Um, the other one I'm ping ponging between is uh, tech and lore. I haven't read up on lore yet. We can come back to that. And then obviously your equipment is your equipment. So you're good yeah. there. All right. Uh, Justin, you're, you're working through your stuff. So let's bounce to yeah, Alex. I'm parsing through my talent yeah. and my skill advance. And and is a talent 100 XP to purchase? I believe it is. I'd have to double check. It yes, it okay. is. Yeah, um, I think it's all pretty similar. Advancing just before we before we jump into that, um, advancements are all listed in terms of what you spend on page. You'll scroll ahead. So when you want your advances and you want to know how to spend them, you can find that all. Thank Page you. 90. I was going to say it's somewhere right where I'm looking. Page 90. Scale of specialization XP, character improvement XP, and talents. All listed. And what is Perks. a restricted talent? Restricted talent. Or re means you have restricted to, skill, I'm sorry. Restricted anything means you have to meet preemptive criteria for mm, it. Got it. Or I have to basically give GM approval for whatever you're doing. Okay. So you got to have a good. If, essentially, if it's something where the restriction is GM approval. You got to have a damn good reason why your character would have that. Okay. I'm going to go with Augmetics. Okay. That's my second. There you go. Augmetics it is. Let's jump over to our Penumbra, Mr. Alex. Talk to me. So uh, for the talents, I took Burgle. Or I'm sorry, Burglar. Okay. <laughs> burglar and Read Lips. Burgle. Nice. Um, yeah, those seem pretty cool. For the skill advances, I took... Two in awareness and another one in stealth. Nice. I'm going to be pretty stealthy, man. I love that. Um, I haven't picked my specializations yet. I was just about to look at those. Yep, take your time. Um, I got a lot of equipment. Did you see how much equipment you gave me? I basically made you splinter cell. Yeah, I'm like yeah. a legit spy now. This is this actually worked out pretty good. I'm happy yeah. with it. I, once you started explaining that you were from a feral world, you're an ex-ganger, you had a little bit of stealth, I'm like, yeah, this is this is a fitting role. Like, your patron might be paranoid, and he might not trust you, but he's still going to put you in the position to benefit him the most. Yep. Um, so I'm going to pick my specializations, and then I'll start. I got to roll, like, age, eyes, hair. Yep. I'll roll my name, all that. You're going to roll you your want me name to just, even, okay? You want me to just do that Fly. and then tell you? Okay, Because gotcha. at this point, we're past statistical pieces. Um, but did you roll your random talent yet? I don't think you did. I did not, no. Roll me a D100. Oops. Uh, 56. So your random talent, my friend, is going to be Lickspittle. Excuse me? It's Lickspittle. <laughs> it's going to be a what? <laughs> this is the Lick. worst talent you could have gotten. Yeah, Lick you are a brown nosing, groveling lackey and a sycophatic toady. But yes. that almost always gets you what you want. You gain advantage on any test where you suck up to your superiors. So I'm gonna be that guy. That that doesn't. I don't like that. That doesn't mesh with this at I all. I don't like that. Brad, it could in a way because it's the stealthy way of getting what you Brad, want. Brad, flex your GM mini muscle, dude. 
No, it's a. Hey, I committed to full random. Let he it go. Committed to full random. Go. I'm gonna let him but be full random. GM intervention is that really? Random? I am Splinter Cell suck up. Yeah. <laughs> we know how you got your rank. You you know exactly how I got this rank. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Oh, all right. So yeah, so you're you're a brown noser suck up to the to your superiors. Now here's the thing. Here's the nice thing for role play is just because you suck up to your superiors doesn't mean you do to people of your status. That's true. So you can be a total hard-ass murderer who sucks up to his superiors to make sure that you're not treated like a complete and utter scumbag. I can't believe you got licks. <laughs> That's All right. hilarious. Hey, Brad. Yes, sir. When, uh, when we're choosing talents yeah. out of our role, yeah. can we choose the same talent twice if it allows for multiple choosing of it or no? Nah? You're choosing out of the role that I gave you? Like... So like Ooh. distracting, for example, if I took distracting once, it says if you purchase this talent again, you can choose to gain one of the following. And there's a couple of I'm going to say this role benefits tells you to pick four talents from that list. It does not say you can only select them once. So if there's multiple aspects of that talent and you want to take it more than once, go for it. I'll say because I took it yeah. the same one twice. Okay. I just wanted to make sure. Perfect. Uh, so we'll come back to you, Justin, because I know you're doing that. And then... Eric, we've pretty much run through your character verbatim. The only thing left is your name and a couple details that you're working on. His name is Quentin Zarel. We got a name already. Quentin Zarel. Excellent. He's also younger than I thought he was going to be because I rolled on the veteran for yeah. age thing. And he's 23. <laughs> <laughs> I rolled a 2 and a 4 on 2d10. You know, <laughs> in terms of the lore, being a 23-year-old sanctioned psyker is not that bad you must have done really well in your trials i was expecting him to be in like his 30s or something well you but, just okay. you know you got a I'm lot gonna... of you got a lot of aspirations um your patron kind honestly of based on your age your patron might have literally just plucked you out of, or plucked you out of the uh the, the progenium who knows seems like it because i'm young you are so young all right uh so you got your name you got some of your stats Anything else character-wise that you need to share with the listeners at this point? Apparently, I also have curious eyes. <laughs> well, having sat across from you at Justin's wedding for a bit, I can say that's pretty accurate. <laughs> yeah, I rolled my eye type, and that's what it came Excellent. up with. All right, so Eric, you're pretty much wrapped up. That's a beautiful thing. We're going to jump back to our savant. Mike, how you doing over there? I think... I think I'm doing good. We got my equipment all picked out. Okay. Any final things to share about your character in terms of equipment, any other talents or anything? And we need to do, I believe we need to do your random talent as well. Um, I mean, I picked up a stub revolver. Excellent. I got a frag grenade, which is going to be hilarious. Oh no. You really, for anybody who has not been to the website yet, please go to the website and see that Mike's title is our resident explosive expert. Uh, my character's name is Dimitri Kanto. Um, I think you changed the title to uh, Big Boom Daddy. I think I, 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 think I did change it to Big Boom Daddy. You're right. I have two really cool things. Well, actually, one really cool thing and a question. Uh, okay. I just random rolled my son's name, which is pretty dope. That's pretty dope. <laughs> so, dope. so I am Mordecai Magdala. Oh. Uh, question number two. When I do my age, how do I random that? Uh, page four. Yeah, I see it. There's a I see chart. it there, but how do I decide if I'm recruit, veteran, rejuvenate? 
most everyone is going to okay. be recruit level yep. at this point. The only reason it's the psych, uh, sanctioned psyker, not sanctioned psyker, the telepathic dead veteran is because they have to usually get sanctioned psyker and they go through a huge long process that can take up to a decade yeah. or more. He, he literally just jumped in to say, I had to go to school for a long time, which is why we were saying being 23 is young as shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it actually says that in that typically telepathic is But for the rest of you, everybody's going to roll recruit age. Also, this is extremely fitting, but on the distinguishing features yeah. thing I rolled, you are unremarkable. Another infinitely replaceable cog in the endless machine. <laughs> so, <laughs> so depressing. You got the talent to literally go unnoticed, and then you get told you're unremarkable by the game. You know? Yep. All right. <laughs> I was like, that's, that's fitting. That's the most non-psyker. <laughs> like you're you're the most hidden psyker I think I've ever heard of in 40k so far. I'm just unremarkable. Oh, so Alex, how'd you do for age? Uh, 33. My eyes are fiery. My hair is... Wait a second. How did you get 33 if you're rolling 17 plus a d10? Yeah. Oh, plus one d... Yeah. One d10. Yep, 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 yep. Well, that's a 10, so 20s... Wait. Zero's a 10, yep. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Seven. I forgot how numbers work for a second. Um, 24. <laughs> 24, okay. All right. Game of game of math, and you forgot how numbers work. Hey, man, it happens to the worst of us. It, uh, you know, it's true. It always happens to me. Uh, right. My eyes are fiery. Ooh, okay. And my hair is blue. All right. Actually, that's kind of fitting for you being an infractionist. It's kind of weird to be stealthy with blue hair in the dark. I don't know. It doesn't seem... What? Whatever. You got a do rag on, dude. You're good. Yeah, I mean, you might put you might just put a hat on. Sometimes the best camouflage is being standing up. I actually just read a thing from a, a bunch of people who like fought in World War II as um, rebellionists, like in in Europe, and they literally said the best way to get away with doing things against the Germans was to act like they belonged and do it in plain sight. Uh, my eyelids are heavily tattooed inside and out with high gothic script. Is that a bad thing? No, it's just hilarious that you have eye tattoos. I, all right. <laughs> you are, you're like the perfect ganger right now. I love it. It's really it's fitting. perfectly fitting, yeah. I mean, you think about it, like you come from this feral jungle world, or, or maybe it's not jungle, but some kind of a feral world where just existence is borderline feudal. You're in a gang, you're, you're stealthy, you're good at what you do, and then you get plucked up to be a sniper assassin, and you have blue hair and tattooed eyes. It's kind of perfect. Yeah, I guess. And what'd you get for your distinguishing feature? Oh, that's what it is. I have tattooed eyelids. Oh, that was your... Oh, even better. Yeah. Even better. All right, jumping and back. Yes, sir. Keep going. Height, got more. Height, weight, and hardiness. There doesn't look like there's random for that. I just picked those. You're going to pick that. Yep. Just kind of how you, based on what you just rolled, everything you got together, what do you see in your head? Are you like, are you super lithe? Are you skinny? Are you fat? I feel like he's about 5'10 and pretty lean. It's hard to be stealthy when you're fatty. And it's handedness, (laughs) not hardiness, bro. Or or super buff. It's not really a stealthy thing either. Fair. All right. Let's jump back to uh, Mike. I know that you had a couple pieces left. And yep. did, we, we, did we roll your random talent? I'm forgetting who did random talent so far. I haven't done a random talent. Let's do that for you then, because that means you and Justin are left. Okay. So we're doing that first, or my age and all that? Do the random talent first. Okay. Random talent. D100, right? Mm-hmm. All right. 
66. 66? Your random what talent is that you have a secret identity? So this is actually, again, kind of perfect based on things you've told me. Um, you maintain a secret identity that allows you to appear to be a member of another faction. With my permission, and you and I will talk about this, uh, right. away from the party. So we'll record it later, but we'll talk about it away from the party. Um, you can choose a faction and a matching duty or another reasonable duty within the Imperium. And as long as you are dressed and behaving appropriately, you have plus one influence with that faction. Okay. Now, here's the big thing. Maintaining the masquerade requires that you get the report deception specialization. Because you have to use that skill. The report? Re rapport? rapport? Oh, rapport. I got you. Okay. I've All never right. pronounced where, that word. Where is that? Oh, so rapport. That okay. Rapport. I got you. And, and the specialization you need is deception. So down the road, keep that in mind. You're going to need that. Uh, and actually, as I think about the secret identity, like as you think about what you want it to be, the others can know. It doesn't matter. If you wouldn't tell them in character, you know, we all know how to filter out what we don't know in character. Okay. So think about what your secret identity okay. would be. Go ahead and roll away on your age, weight, or pick your age, weight, et cetera. Um, and I missed the part on age. Which, which, uh, Everyone's going to be form. the recruit. So the, recruit, the 1D10. 1D10. Yep. yep. Well, I'm old balls, dude. Roll the 10. 27 it is. All right. 27. Um, right. So go ahead and work on your eye type, your hair, your distinguishing features. We can share all of that in session one as you actually give like the kind of verbal description of how you see your character. Jesus Christ. I have dead eyes. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> You seen some shit. You got the the two hundred right. meter stare. Let's get some sweet hair. All right. Well, you roll on that, Mike. We're gonna jump over to Justin with our Navy boy, sir. I have a question. So a lot of my talents mm -hmm. require certain specializations. Yep. But you don't have those. Sure. But you don't have those specializations. So I, I off the no, you can still take the talent. So, uh, like, for, okay, so okay. for instance, hang on. So walk me through, like, what you're looking at where you need a talent that has a requirement of a specialization. Like, which one? Okay, so dealmaker. Mm -hmm. I need one advance in both intuition people and rapport haggle, which is what I have currently. So dealmaker I would be okay with. Okay. But then if I keep that, I can't use gallows humor because gallows humor requires two advances I in rapport. I believe at char character creation you can take them without Correct. meeting the requirement. This is the only time Sweet. you can take them without but meeting the requirement. Out. Excellent. So I just have one more talent to choose, um, and then I'm good. Um, for my skill advances, I went into Rapport. Excellent. And two into Intuition. Okay. That was my three skill advances. Perfect. And then for specializations, I took... Uh, Haggle for rapport and intuition people. Nice. I have not chosen all of my equipment out yet. That's okay. Most of it's pretty easy. Just to, to placate your thoughts on the talents, it's listed on page 102 and it says you'll gain talents during character creation through your role and faction and through rolling on the random talents table. After that point, to purchase the talent, you have to meet the requirements. So if you take it now, okay. you don't need to meet the requirements right now. And then I notice that my interlocutor gets a Lay's pistol yep. also. Yep. 
would I get a second laser pistol yes. or could I go back and take the shotgun instead? If I would say, so the way, if we're going to follow the steps, how they're supposed to be written at this point, it's too late to go back. Cause you've already done that. I still wanted the answer, but I already had decided. Well, wait a minute. You're, you're talking about just total equipment. Off. Equipment is technically step five. It's after your roll. So you can go back and change it. Cause you, you picked equipment as you were taking your faction, your origin, etc. Equipment is technically step five yeah. on character building. So you'd be doing your equipment after you've sorted these other four. You can absolutely pick the shotgun instead of having two laser pistols. Yeah, you're going to make me say it. Last pistols. <laughs> Lace pistols. Uh, so dual wielding in this is does that work similarly to WFRP? Different, or? but similar. So different. I'll have to look into that then. But it's super it's, simple. There's a lot of talents around. There's a lot it's of awesome. talents. Is it awesome? It actually is really cool. The off the cuff, it's extremely simple from the get go. You can hold a weapon okay. in each hand. You can tell me which hand you want to use. If they're both ranged, great. If one's melee and one's ranged, great. If they're both melee, great. Doesn't matter. As long as you use one, doesn't matter if it's left hand or right hand, you just roll. If you want to use both until you get the proper talents, you use both weapons and you roll both attacks at disadvantage, which means you roll it and you flip it if it's worse. I now have a talent I can't use. Cool. So you could you could literally go running around shooting two last pistols, but you're going to roll at disadvantage. Hey, Brad, with the, uh, the talents... Yeah. If you acquired a talent and you don't have the prerequisite, what were you saying about that? As long as it's during character creation, it's fine. Okay. Alex, Ooh, what were you cool. asking? I, that's literally what I was saying because I must have been writing something when you said that because I yeah. just looked at my talent and I do, I do not have the requirement. So, yeah. Perfect. So, cool. So, as, as you guys were writing, I was walking Justin through that. If you don't have the requirements on page 102 during character creation, you can totally take it after character creation you have to meet the excuse me you have to meet the requirements okay real quick does anybody else have the drilled talent okay not yet. because if somebody else does we can take it together and become a kill team which sounds fucking awesome speaking of should i roll my random talent yes now? i want your random talent now drill drill uh 62 62 you get the inheritor so what that means, oh, I actually, I like that everyone got different random talents. This is beautiful. The inheritor must be taken at character creation. You are the heir to a lineage of significance, be that the descendant of a planetary governor, the scion of a rogue trader dynasty, the offspring of an influential gang leader, or something else entirely. You gain plus one influence with an appropriate faction, provided you continue to live up to the legacy of your forebears. If I deem it appropriate under the circumstance, you may also be the beneficiary of inheritance, which could be a lot of money, equipment, or something similar. Cool. Yep. <laughs> All right. So my final roster of talents here. I have void legs from being with the Navy. Mm -hmm. And then I took dealmaker, okay. distracting, gallows humor, Gothic gibberish, so that actually suits really well with Inheritor. Excellent. Which is what I just got. Cool. All right. So here's what we're going to do for Inheritor. Do, if you want to think on where you want your lineage to be, you can. Or I can give you a lineage right now. Hook me up, bro. Do I get any extra XP for that? Nope. But I'm going to... Hook me up anyway, bro. I'm going to allow you, because of your roles, because of your uh, faction within the Imperial Navy, you will be part of the Novice Nobilite which means you are part of one of the royal families 
in the, the Navy and in the Void, and that means that you may eventually gain access to the ability for the navigation warp skill, which would allow you to actually pilot Void ships through the warp. Ooh. Okay. Yeah, boy. I just rolled my divination. You rolled your divination? Talk to me. The wise learn from the deaths of others. All right. I like the, that. Pretty good. <laughs> You're about to learn an awful lot, bro. This is actually kind of fitting for mine, for what I was, I was going to play it. The greatest armor is contempt. <laughs> Sick. Okay. All right. I, you know what we're going to do is everyone's going to roll their divination. So Alex and Eric, you guys already have yours. Uh, the divination for fantasy correlation is your doom. If you die according to your divination, you'll get your 50% XP like you used to. So, Mike, what I'd like you to do, roll me a D100. Let's okay. find out your divination. How do you How do you need to die? 14. Oh, destroy the Xenos before it can speak its lies. Where Where is this in the character sheet? Uh, on your character sheet, I want to say it's on page two. You can mark it. Or is it on page page one, bottom left corner, divination? Uh, and say that one more time. Sorry. Destroy the Xenos before it can speak its lies. All right, last but not least, Justin, hit me with that D100. That sweet, sweet D100. 74. The justice of your action is measured by the strength of your conviction. Most Abaddon divination ever. The justice of your what? The justice of your action is measured by the strength of your conviction. All right, so here's what we're gonna do, guys. I wanna go around Robin real quick. Just re if you have your character's name, let's get names, your role, and uh, a little, just the high level again, and we'll reintroduce characters in session one, and we will call session zero a wrap. That way you guys have a little bit of time to kind of finish sorting the details that don't need to be on air. So starting in with Mr. Eric, because I know you got it already. Hit me with your name, background, et cetera, and give me the high level details of who you are. My name is Quinton Zarel. I am a void born who has been through hell and back and is looking to root out and purge the corruption and taint from this world. He's experienced being from the void born. He is, has experienced some warp and it has damaged and traumatized him along with being the telepathica and dealing with that. So he is looking to cleanse the universe from the perils that he had to endure. Okay, I love it. Alex. <clears throat> My character's name is Mordecai Magdala. Plucked yes. from the feral world as an, a former infractionist. My skills in stealth have brought me on this path. And that's all I have so far. <laughs> that's perfect. That's perfect. And you, so you are the infractionist penumbra. I love that. All right, Justin, what do you got for me? 
Oh boy! All right, we're just gonna make this up as a, as I talk. Yeah, so this is gonna be fun. Uh, all all we need is if you have a name. If you don't, I'll go to. I have a name. Do, give me your I have name, a name. Your role, and then no, session gonna one do... is gonna be the big guy. We're gonna roll into this time, Roderick Wrangler, um, son of Rick Wrangler. I don't even just made that up. Cool. <laughs> all I hear now is a Rick roll. All I hear is a Rick roll. That's right. Um, so I am inheritor of the Novus Novalite, is what you said it was. Yep. Uh, but I took up a position in the Navis Imperialis as a quartermaster, as my um, father probably put me in that position because he thought I needed to grow up and take some responsibility and figure out how the, all this works so that I could rise in the ranks. Um, having spent a lot of time on quote unquote leave down on the hive world where I, uh, when I arrived at one, I would always find gambling dens and find places where, um, I could basically disobey my father <laughs> in a lot of ways because, um, that's the way of it. And because I was a inheritor, I would always, uh, dress and act more grungy than my station would, uh, typically call for. I even adopted something of a, crude accent to kind of go against what um, is expected of me. I learned how to broker deals as a quartermaster in order to get uh, illicit goods in. And uh, I would use a lot of gallows humor and just start using that gothic gibberish to like impale people on my words as they were trying to um, give me sass for being an inheritor within the Navy. So, um, all right. Yeah. That's, I guess I'm sticking with all the things. Hey, yeah. All right. That was, uh, that was it. impressive to come straight through the, straight off the cuff. Mike, what do you, let's bring it home. Sir. Let's end session zero on a bang here. All right. My name is Dimitri. Oh, fuck that. My name <laughs> is Dimitri Canto. I was field unit or field medic until my commissar intentionally succumbed to wound. Would have gotten away with it too. But that bitch run her mouth like dog. Now, mistake transformed to murder charge, and I find myself in penal colony. Fucking bitch. That's it. That's what I is. Good. <laughs> That's all I got Good for enough. now. <laughs> Good enough. Language. Sorry. So, so to go back to the high high caliber, though, you are a savant. That's, you are I astra, am, astra yes. militarum. Yeah, I, mean, I glossed over all that one straight for the accent. All right, guys, we're gonna we're gonna close this one out with session zero. We'll come back with session oh, one. Yes. And I'm branded. I rolled Wait, that. What? As well. Yeah, that's that, a good that was the distinguishing feature. Okay, all right. I'm bald. Oh, I need to roll I'm, a distinguishing feature. Hang I'm on. I'm burly. I'm 280 pounds, and you I'm sound branded. like Ivan the Red. Well, I'm I'm probably branded from being convicted of murdering my superior officer. So yeah, uh, probably, probably, probably. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> it makes it more fitting that I have a frag grenade, honestly. It really, honestly, the fact that you have a frag grenade now just makes a lot of sense. Uh, Justin, you were rolling for your feature because you were excited. What do you got? I rolled a 50, which means I have a birthmark in the shape of a skull. Decide where on your body. <laughs> Center forehead. <laughs> Left ass cheek. Ooh. 
we'll, we'll see you in session one. We'll see you in session one. All right. So with that, what we're going to do, y'all, is uh, thank you for tuning into session zero. This was character creation. We'll be back in session one, and uh, we'll get a full intro into these four as they truly, truly start to dive into the horrors that await them on Vol within the Hive of Rogarth. Uh, yeah, see y'all then. Thank you.